Hello and welcome to the podcast from Secretary to CEO. I'm your host Caroline Fry and today we are talking all about Christmas and really how to plan to have a Merry Christmas. Christmas is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, yet you can see the stress people are experiencing when we talk about Christmas. There's a constant worry hanging over you. Have you done enough prep? Have you bought the right presents? Have you missed something? Have you got the perfect outfit? It can be overwhelming, not to mention the financial stress, the family dynamics and tensions, the emotional stress. Like Christmas can bring up a mix of emotions. Like we're talking nostalgia, we're talking grief for loved ones who are no longer with us and pressure to create these picture-perfect happy memories. And there's even extra social pressure to participate in Christmas-related events and activities, even when you really don't enjoy them. So with all of this in mind, I think it's fairly certain that some seasonal stress will be coming your way. So I have pulled together my top tips to help you have a Merry Christmas. So my top tips are, number one, plan and prepare in advance in as much as you can. Number two, declutter. Clear out the old to make space for the new. Number three, carve out time every day over the Christmas break just for you. And number four, buy something for yourself. You deserve a nice Christmas too. Now I can already feel you cringing as I've read the third tip. I am serious though. If you can't put yourself first for five minutes a day, you are setting yourself up for a stressful Christmas. You need to take time out for yourself. So I beg you, plan your me time now. Buy the book you will read over Christmas and schedule the walk you want to do or the coffee you want to have with your friends. If you plan this now, you have a much better chance of doing what you want, not the things you feel you should do. And believe me, there is a big difference between should and could. So I'm going to go into my four tips in more detail and break it down and give you a few action plans here. So the first one, I've gone nice and festive and I've said, make a list and check it twice. So what I'm asking here is make a list of everything that you need to do and buy. Now, I have created a spreadsheet for all the presents I need to buy. And yes, that sounds like complete overkill, but the stress it has saved me is tremendous. Every year it evolves and now I have new tabs added and it runs my Christmas. Like I have a tab here for all the presents that I need to buy. Who have I to buy for? What's the budget like? You know, what am I spending on them? Where did I buy it? Was it an online purchase? Was it an in-store purchase? So even if there's any queries, then where did you get that again? You're trying to think, oh God, did I pick that up? Or where did I get it? And now I have a tab of what needs to be done. What do I need to book? What do I need to do? And this essentially runs our Christmas. So I would recommend you get out a pen and paper or if you like your own spreadsheets, open up a spreadsheet and start putting it in. And it's amazing then. It even keeps you on track financially because you can see what you're spending. And so if you do have a budget, you can put it in against it and then you're good to go. So what else do you have to do? And one thing that I feel that takes up a lot of stress and takes up a lot of time in our head over Christmas is... um. Some of the difficult conversations that we need to do. So I'd be advising to get your difficult conversations out of the way now. So what do I mean about difficult conversations? Well, it's probably the classic row, where are we spending Christmas this year? Or what events are we actually going to commit to doing this year? So 
I would encourage you to have a look at where you are in your life right now and whether it suits you to travel for Christmas. Like especially if you live in one part of the country and your you know, relatives live in the other part. Is it ideal packing up the car Christmas Eve, especially if you have children loading up, maybe going to a house that's not suitable? Maybe all the children have to sleep together. Um, you know, and already now it's only November now and you're dreading it. Like that's when you need to actually sit back and have a look. Is this the right thing for me and my family to do? So if you're thinking about maybe breaking away from that tradition and doing your own Christmas your way, have the conversations now. So you're not kind of fudging or making it awkward when you're talking to people that, you know, you know, you're not going, but they still think that you are going to. And the other thing then is looking at like, where is your time going over Christmas? What are you committing to? Like, are you going to the Christmas party? Are you calling into your friend's house Christmas Eve that has drinks when you know it doesn't really suit you because you want to be getting stuff ready? You know, um, are you going, is there a family meet up somewhere? Is there, you know, what are you going to do? So have a look and see what events are you committing to and plan them now. And then I'm asking you to block out your do nothing day. It is so important that you actually get a chance to switch off and, you know, kind of revive over Christmas if possible. So one day, see if you can make one day over your Christmas week where it is a do nothing day. And especially if you have children, this is a lovely opportunity where they get to sit down and play and actually have a look at the, uh, the presents that they've got or played with the toys where you can actually switch off. Like this can be the pajama day or the onesie day. It's the day where you don't have to get in the car if you don't want to. So it's really important that you have a look and block out your do nothing day. And the other thing I would ask now is maybe instead of dropping hints, tell your partner and your family what you would like for Christmas. There is nothing worse when you think you have dropped 7 million painfully obvious hints that maybe you want tickets to this or there's a jacket that you saw or there's a pair of earrings and Christmas morning comes and you open up the present and you're like, oh my God, that's not what I was looking for. There's disappointment for you. But then there's also disappointment for the person who was buying you the present. Like they, you know, so in order to cut out all that stress, tell people what you would like for Christmas. And if you do want the element of surprise, maybe pick out three or four things and go, do you know what? I love one thing off that list. And the stress that eliminates for you and for the person buying your shopping or your presents is huge. So then I'm going to ask you, what prepping can you do in advance? Like spread out the workload. Don't be a martyr this Christmas. Get everybody involved. Have a family meeting and make sure everyone gets a job to do, not just you. Like who's doing what? Who's getting the decorations out of the tree or out of the attic? Who is buying maybe the Christmas tree if you get a real one? Who's putting the lights up outside? Who's ordering the turkey? Who's doing all this? Like, and then when you're all off over Christmas, can you spread like, it's your job to look after the dishwasher over Christmas. It's your job to make sure all the washing is brought down. So have a look, spread it out and like, don't do it all yourself. And have a look and see how can you make it easier on yourself? Like if baking Christmas cookies and cakes are your thing, brilliant. If it's not, that's okay. Support your local bakery and let them do what they are good at. Like, do you need to be making a Christmas um, 
cake or, you know, Christmas desserts on Christmas Eve. Do you need to be doing that? If you do, fine. But if you don't, and if you dread the thoughts of what you're going to do for dessert, find something, you know, talk to your local cafe, see do they have something or go somewhere nice that does desserts and, and get some of them as your, your, your option. And then I'd ask, do you need the big Christmas dinner? Now, I remember talking to my hairdresser a couple of years ago, and at the time, my children were really small, and I think the three of them were under three at that stage. And I was stressing about turkey and ham and the trimmings and everything that was going with it. And it was then she reminded me, and it was her mom reminded her at the same, that it was much more important for me to sit down and play with my children at that time than have the perfect, perfect dinner. And she was right. Like if you have small children and depending where you are in your, you know, kind of journey with kids, do you need the hassle of a fancy Christmas dinner? Like, are they even going to eat it? Like, Do what's right for you and your family and not what society perceives, you know, as the perfect Christmas dinner. Like there's going to be perfect and plenty of opportunities in a later stage, you know, to have the perfect Christmas dinner, but maybe when you have small kids and if you're deciding to stay at home this year, is the big Christmas dinner necessary? So having said that, if you are doing the big dinner, what can you prep for in advance? Now, my mother-in-law is the queen of prepping. Like she has her carrots peeled, chopped, put in the freezer, in a bag, along with like her stuffing and her croquet potatoes. And she does all this in November and early December. All the Christmas cakes are made. Like she starts that again in November. They're all made. Then they're iced in December. The cranberry sauce. She does all of this. Get curious about how you can save time by prepping before Christmas Eve. Now I started this last year. So last year, like I had all the carrots done. I had stuffing done. Um, I had a load of stuff in the freezer. Some prepped by me. Some gifted by said mother-in-law. Um, but it meant on Christmas morning. I literally was putting meat on and peeling potatoes and then making gravy. Like everything else was literally prepped before and it just made Christmas morning so much more enjoyable. And then one thing I would look, if you are hosting your dinner, like ask yourself now if you're having more than normal coming for dinner, do you have enough delf and cutlery and tables and chairs? And I know the comedian Peter Kay has a brilliant comedy sketch on this. And he's talking about Christmas morning when you pull back the curtains and you see all the men running down the street and they're knocking on neighbor's door, seeing if they can borrow chairs. Like, you know, because we haven't thought out that actually we have 12 people coming for dinner and our dining table only fits six. So then you'll see. And then when the table comes, you've one table this height, another smaller. Somebody's sitting on a bar stool. Somebody's on a kid's chair. And just the drama and the stress that that can cause. So these are just little things. But if you can, think about it. If you're having more people over than normal, do you have it? If everybody wants a cup of tea at the same time, do you have 10 cups? Do you have all that? So think about what you're doing, where they're going to sit, and do you have everything to facilitate that? And then I invite you to talk to your friends and family about buying presents. Like in my family, we all chip in and then all the adults get and children get one good gift. And this method works really well for our family. Like it's affordable and everyone gets something that they really want because we've all chipped in and it gives the opportunity to get a decent present. And then my niece and, and myself, we decided then that we go away for a night together early in the new year, which is basically our birthday and our Christmas present combined. And it's lovely. 
because you have the anticipation of booking where we're going to go and that's nice over Christmas and agreeing that. But then you have when you're actually going to it. So it's kind of like, you know, prolonging the joy that bit longer. So have a look, see what you want to do, see what works. Then what appointments do you need to book? Like if you want the hair, the nails, the eyebrows, all of that done, big, book them now. Don't be that person that does it to you or to the hairdresser or to the beautician where you're scrambling around begging on Christmas Eve to get these done. If it's important to you now, book it. The majority of salons are now online. You can go in, you can book and find a date that suits. Like if these things are really important, like they have a huge impact on your mood. So go and make the appointments and get it done. So my tip number two would be declutter. Now, I have mentioned before that whether we are conscious of it or not, our environment shapes us and it really can have a significant impact on our day-to-day life. Now, it was last year that I had noticed um, that a feeling of overwhelm and anxiety about Christmas had slowly been dripping into my mood. And everywhere I turned, there was constant messaging about what we should buy, how we should look, the perfect gift guide, even the perfect number of events you should attend. You name it, there was a message. So between the constant messaging and the pressure to decorate the house, get the Santa list written, get the toys bought, get the, like, you know, book flipping grocery order, I was beginning to wish Christmas was over before it had even started. So I had to stop and I had to figure out, like, why was I turning into the Grinch? And it was then I realized I'd slipped back into old habits. And I was letting my environment getting the better of me. And this was impacting my mood, my eating, and even my drinking habits. When I looked around my house, just stuff seemed to be everywhere. I could not open my wardrobe again because presents were shoved into the back of it. And I could not get my clothes out without stuff falling out all over the place. So what did I do? I decluttered. And yes, I hear you. During the uh, busiest time of the year, you did that. And yes, I did. I tackled the kids' toys, clothes, scarves, gloves, all that will never fit them again. Books that we had read and we were not going to read again. Toys that they had outgrown. Toys that were broken. Bits of, you know, kind of flipping things that were batteries broken off them and stuff like that. So we did a huge clear out and I got everybody on board. And then we had the pile for the bin and then we had the pile that what we could donate and then we had the keep pile. You know, and then we got to drop them off at the charity shop. And there was kind of a bit of a feel-good factor because there were some nice, really good toys that maybe were going on to somebody else to have, you know, nice memories and play with. And then this was a game changer. When we took down the decorations, we actually binned was not working and we sorted what we could and donated, um, you know, what we didn't want, binned what didn't work. I cannot convey how good this felt. Like, this was crazy, the decorations. Like, And I think if we all think about it, if we think about it in the attic, there's probably about 12 boxes of decorations shoved up there. But really, there's three that you use. So it was so good, actually, you know, decluttering, having the toys sorted, the books, bits like that. And now the decorations. So it was only two boxes of what I wanted to come down and then the rest, to, like, you know, two boxes to go back up. It was amazing. The house, my family, and more importantly, me, we were all able to breathe again. Now, my mom is going to laugh at this part, but I also tackled the kitchen presses. Like, 
have a look. Like I got rid of the out of stuff date, like stuff that you got in hampers last year that you shoved into a press that you are never going to use. Like I made space for the extra food that you get over Christmas. Now, I remember as a child, this was the first part of getting ready for Christmas. Mom had to clean the kitchen presses. Now, Santi could not come in our house until the kitchen presses were clean. Now, we joked about this and we still joke about it now. I was only up with them there at the weekend and it was very funny. Um, I went to make a cup of tea and I opened the kitchen press and got the tea bag out and the, it was spotless. It was cleared out. So I did say to my mom, I was like, oh, Santi can come. I see the job you've done, your Christmas presents. But although I joke about it, but as an adult and a mother, I totally get why this needed to be done first. So if the presses need a wipe out or a clear out or if the fridge or if your freezer is overflowing, you have the opportunity now to start like making the space and getting re- getting ready for what you're going to get Um for, you know, coming in over Christmas. So if you are feeling the overwhelm Christmas can often bring, I'd encourage you, get curious, look at your environment, see what could impact your mood, unfollow the people that are trying to get you to like fit into a dress for Christmas or make you feel bad at the run up to Christmas. It should be an enjoyable time. Have a look at your environment. If there's anything that can go, go. So my third tip I want to ask you to do then is have a look at your you time. How will you make you a priority every day over the Christmas season? And like I'm talking just about a minimum of five minutes. Like Christmas is stressful. So if you can plan some time, you will reduce your stress levels, which is good for you and for your family. Like if you run every day, keep doing that over Christmas. Like don't stop. That's where you get your opportunity to regulate and de-stress. That's given the, mo- the, the you know, emotions that we're building an outlet. And like what I'm asking for here is, this is like, look, there's anything that you want to do. Like what sounds good to you? Like is it a hot bath? Is it taking a walk and listening to your favorite music? Is it actually reading the book that somebody got you for Christmas? Is it watching your favorite movie from childhood? I remember growing up, the RTE Guide, the Christmas version was huge. We all used to plan around it, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was on, or Bedknobs and Broomsticks was on, but we made it like, and they bring up nice memories. If that's something that's nice for you, plan it. Do you maybe arrange a babysitter now so that you and your partner can go out over Christmas together? Or simple things, agree in morning, you're staying in bed late. Work out who's cooking so you have one day that you're not in the kitchen. So get curious where you could bring more pleasure into your day. Could you add more in the morning or could you do something around your bed routine? Like have a look and see if you can just grab that five minutes somewhere just for you. And then finally, buy something just for you. Get something for yourself this Christmas. Like, and just for you. And this could be like a shower gel or a voucher for a facial. But most importantly, this is about having something nice for you. Now, I talked about this in a recent um, podcast about celebrating your birthday, and I had lots of tips on how to do this, and I went into this in much more detail, especially if you're not accustomed to putting yourself first. So I'd recommend you go and you can listen to that. But for the purposes of this episode, there's two things I'd recommend. So if you're not accustomed to putting yourself first, the first thing you need to do is start small and gradual, like something manageable that allows you to ease into the practice of self-indulgence. A book, 
you know, a bunch of flowers. Every time you walk by your hall or you see them at your, your kitchen table, you're, you're uplifted. Maybe the shower gel that matches your perfume. So when you get out of the shower, like, um, you know, you, you can smell it or the body lotion or something like that. It's small. It's just something purely for you that sparks joy. And then I want you to identify what truly does bring you joy. And that could maybe be a show that you wanted to see for ages or a concert you want to go to see. Or maybe there's a class coming up that you want to book for. Book and pay for them as a gift to you from you. So there you have it. Um, They are my top tips for a stress-free and a truly Merry Christmas. So remember, plan and prep in advance. Like declutter if you can, out with the old, make space for the new. You know what's on the Santa list. You know what's coming in. Carve out that me time for yourself. Get the difficult conversations out of the way. If this is the year that it's not a good year for you and your family to travel, don't. But have the conversation early so it's not hanging over you. Like simplify your meals. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Like is it the end of the world if you have to go and buy, you know, the pre-cut shop-bought carrots? No, it's not. And that could save you 20 minutes. Have a look. See what you can do. Be inventive. Talk about what you'd like for Christmas. Go and make the appointments. Plan ahead and make the run up to Christmas as joyful and as stress-free as possible. So I'd like to thank you for tuning in. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and your family. And I've also created a guide that you can download that supports this episode and actually a few of the other episodes So if you want access to this, please sign up to my free self-coaching vault. And that's at, you'll find that at www.carolinefrycoaching.com. And it's there. It has a tab of its own. You'll have to put your email address in and they'll get you to create a password. I'm not going to be spamming um, your email list, but loads of emails. It's where I hold all the resources to go with the podcast. So you'll get to listen to other episodes. You'll get to see other workbooks there that can help and really take these tips to a next level where you'll actually get to write them down and work through them. So as always, remember to take care of yourself and really do plan to look after yourself this Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.